with uh, us and my friend here. This is Iron Man. I don't know if you've ever met him. He's awesome. We all love him. We all appreciate him. And that's one of the subjects that I want to talk about tonight, actually, is one of the newly most loved characters in comic books. Because he hasn't always been. But there's a definite reason why he is one of the most loved characters in comics. And I'm going to definitely say, definitively, think of another word that definite fits in. We're going to do that. Robert Downey Jr. made this character who and what he is. He is Iron Man. It's not about who he was before. It's not about who he's going to be after. It's about who he's been during these ten years. I definitely think. Oh! And who's with the... Oh, no, it's John McClay. This is John McClay. I'm not worthy of the... You're not worthy of the helmet. The helmet. Set it down. Be gentle. Be ginger with it. It did clip my nose coming out. Yeah, it'll hurt. My nose was too big to put it on. It's okay. I can admit to it. I'm a man. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about Robert Downey Jr. Because he definitely was a character of his own right. Long before he became Iron Man. Was he? If you think about it. Robert Downey Jr. was a character. Yeah, think about it. Think about his whole lifespan of all the things that he went through. The, the hijinks. The, oh, yeah. The yeah, parties. Waking up in people's pools. And, and you know. You know, one of, my, one of my go-to images of Robert Downey Jr. is in an orange jumpsuit handcuffed. Yeah, yeah. Think about just, it. I mean, yeah. he he had a very storied life. Yeah. I would say is the way to say it. Uh, he's had a storied life. Now, within that, uh, there are definitely his ups and his downs, his Britney Spears moments. Um, but then came along two thousand eight, and when two thousand eight hit, what do we get? We get to see that this. This news that hey we've we've picked who's going to play Iron Man and of course I know we're being nerdists we were probably like okay cool Iron Man's coming out we were a little bit excited about it it wasn't a huge tidal wave of the industry though it was still post like Spider Man yeah Spider Man people were happy about but Iron Man never was a huge hit yeah like think about the uh, even in the nineteen nineties in the nineteen nineties they had this thing called the Action Block. That would come on TV. And so they had Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Spider-Man and... Is that uh, like the... Uh, animated X-Men series had their... They were like leading the charge. Is there a 3D-ish kind of Galactus in that? Or is... Yeah, they had a weird intro. That was that's Silver a, Surfer. Yeah, that was a Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer. cartoon. Oh, which, okay. So that's different then. Well, it spun off. Yeah, okay. It spun off from the Fantastic Four. They called it the Action Block, though. And Iron Man was a part of that. And there was a team that he had with him now in the comics... Weren't they called Force Works? It was something like that, but like in the comics, it was mainly the West Coast Avengers. For this. Yeah. I forgot what they are called in the cartoon. Though. In the cartoon, it was just kind of like these people that were hanging out with Tony Stark. So you had Spider-Woman showing up. You had this weird necromancer dude. God, his name. Yeah, who even cares about him? A war machine. <laughs> see, I didn't yeah. see any of this. Oh, but it was, it was, it was done in that animated style. That same kind of... Um, I didn't even think I knew who Iron Man was at that time. I was first introduced to him um, like a Spider-Man annual. Really? Yeah. Oh. And that kind of like... I mean, I was aware there was a guy in a suit, but I hadn't read anything. or. I'd see, I'd read a lot of the Avengers stuff, so I knew who he was. I knew he was a big deal. And one of the cooler things about him, for me during the 90s, was that he had the modular on which is what he wore in the, the animated series. So if at any point in time, and this is reminiscent of what they eventually did in Iron Man 3, if at any point in time he had a situation arise that he couldn't just walk in with his normal Iron Man armor, it's, it's in the bottom of the sea. I've got to go get this glowing jewel thing out of the bottom of the sea. <gasps> Submarine armor. And like it would, it would fit on top of this modular armor, so it was just plates that would fit on top of the armor. And they had a toy series. The Amazing Toy Series. I loved it. I had all the Iron Man that you could put all the pieces on and swim and swap the pieces. Yeah, they could just sell you Iron Man like ten times over. Yeah. There's a different suit. Oh yeah, different colors. Yeah, This is teal. 
This is teal and white. It's different than the yellow and red. Yeah, yeah. yeah I sold it to my mom every time. Um, other toys from that was the, of course, I like the War Machine and stuff like that. But it was the Samurai Armor Iron Man. Yes, where he had, where he was. Check it out, Samurai. Shogun Man. It was silver and it was green. Yeah, and I had the blades right here on the Yeah, that was so cool. The only thing that ever came close to touching that figure series for me was when McFarlane eventually came up with his own series, and so yeah. he had spawned this and spawned Samurai and spawned Ninja yeah. and Techno Spawn, and so there's all the different kinds. But Iron Man was the original person that could be anything he needed to be. Like to me, he beat Batman out. And this was when I was young, man. Like, 1989, there was nothing but Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I believed that, that was, I wanted to grow up and become Batman. When my parents said, what do you want to be when you grow up, little five-year-old Tony? And well, five-year-old Tony would look at him and say, rich, vigilante. Yeah, I want to be... I didn't even know. Like, him being a billionaire didn't even click in my head that that was... I mean, you kind of need to be a billionaire. You do? And I get Batman. that now. Yeah. But at the time... Didn't register that it was that important of the part. Working out a lot, kicking people in the face. See, that's what didn't register to me. Oh, so you wanted to be rich? Part. No, no. I, I, uh, I was into the mechanical toys. Yeah. It's like, well, if I could just build these kind of toys, then I could be a Batman. Uh, so I'd have little sketches of how they worked. Uh, oh yeah, me and my yeah, cousin Dan used to do that. We would draw cars that could shoot missiles and had Gatling guns that came out of the. The headlamps and stuff. Yeah, one of we were convinced that's all we needed to do. And he was always going to be my guy in the chair. Yeah, it, it didn't even occur to me to think about how I was going to pay for all of it. See, I... Or the fact that, like, I, I guess I just assumed I didn't need muscles because I'd have a suit. And the suit would The suit everything. would compensate. Yeah. And they'd have lifting ability. When you become a super villain, and that's when you get your money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, well, you don't even have to be a super villain. You just have to be an anti-hero. So instead of giving the money that you take from the drug dealers over to the cops for proper confiscation, uh, you keep their money because it's not wrong to steal from thieves, right? I think it's still wrong. Oh, is it? I mean... But what if I want it more than them? <laughs> like, did the thief, the thing you're stealing from the thief, did they steal it? They stole it? it. Is that wrong? We need to get a lawyer. We need to call a lawyer Bill that shows up on 98.1. Like, say, basically, if you steal something, is it wrong for me to steal that from you? Actually, you know what? Isn't that reappropriating? Well, it is still stealing because I might as well be stealing from the original guy. And if you steal, steal. If I don't give it back to him, (laughs) then I'm stealing it from him. Well, I think it's it's neither here nor there. The point is that in 1989, 90, 91... Batman was legitimately all I wanted to be. I would uh, I would lift my mother's couch so I could start working with weights. She was like, you're five, you're not allowed to use yeah, weights. Work out. So I'd take the couch and I'd do curls with it. I'd jump from one to the other. I'd practice doing pull-ups off of the balcony. I hope mom's not watching this so she doesn't know that. It's still too soon. Um, but things like that. I was like, I was convinced that I was going to be Batman. And then I saw this Iron Man. That could like have anything he needed at any moment. Now, did you make the connection of uh, that they were both bil- billionaires? Billionaire at that point? No, yeah. still no. I just knew that this was the first one I ever saw with facial hair, and I was like, "Oh, he's awesome." He kind of looked like my dad at the time. My dad would always show up to pick me up on our weekends. He had this this motorcycle, mm-hmm. brown leather jacket, blue jeans, brown cowboy boots. The old mustache, nothing else, because he was, you know, enlisted, so he had everything shaved, but just the mustache. Take the helmet off, shows up. It's time to go Taco Bell, son. Blockbuster. (laughs) I'd hop on the back of the bike like, we're the coolest people ever! So, seeing a character actually have the mustache Mm -hmm. and kind of look like my dad, I was like, this guy now rocks. And, like, even as a kid, I would draw goatees on muscle. He wasn't, like, the workout guy. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. But there's he was the, the brain. The brain there's guy. definitely the moments where you see Steve Rogers in the comic books or in the movies that they try to, you know, broach the fact that Steve Rogers is a workout guy and he cares about Tony. So he's like, "Come on, Tony, we have to go work out." <laughs> and Tony's like, "Beep beep," and get that heart in shape. Steve's like, "Whoa, language," you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was never aware of uh, their relationship uh, in the comics. Uh, how's it different from their from the on screen? I don't think it is that different. Really. I don't really. really think so. No, I mean, I was even like reading like some of the previews from upcoming comics and stuff like that. They still have the same, you know, camaraderie. I mean, the script is going to be a little bit different because it's different writers. Yeah, especially with Thor, he still speaks in only English and other stuff. He does, but if you notice that the Thor, the comics, again, this is one of those yeah. art reflecting art. Uh, Thor from the new comics tends to reflect Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, and how Chris Hemsworth oh, yeah, they, uses the, the they kind of do that. Ever since uh, Marvel got in with this, you know, cinematic success, they've been kind of going back and forth. They will like uh, create and change comics with the idea of where they want to go cinematically. But it's, I think that they've really honed down how they're doing it. Okay, because for me, um, originally there was there was an old comic that Iron Man had. This was when Iron Man became big. And it was just before 2008. It was just before the movie was going to be released. I think they were still talking about Justin Timberlake being Tony Stark. Like, that's how long ago this was. They were throwing that's out names. Me. Just yeah. names. Yeah, Justin Timberlake was one of the names in the air. I remember Tom Cruise being attached to it. Tom Cruise and yeah. different yeah, people. He was attached to it in the 90s. And I'm so happy he, he wasn't eventually. Nicholas Cage could have been Cap. Nicholas Cage. Could have been who? Cap. Oh my God. Captain America? <laughs> could he have been? Nicholas Cage, I want to tell you something right now, just because I know you're watching. I'd pay to see that. I love you. I do. You're amazing. Um, you see Mandy. I love his kids. The fact that he named his kid Kal-El is amazing. The fact that his name is Nicholas Cage when it's Nicholas Ford Coppola. Because he's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. He wanted to distance himself, so he went with a stage name. Where did he pick it from? Luke Cage. He was like, that's a cool name. He's been a big comic book fan. He's a huge comic book fan, and he made it, and he's cool, and he's got a very unique style that's just him. And had he been Superman and Superman Lives... That would have been intriguing. It would have been intriguing. It would have been very Burton. Yeah. Somewhat intriguing. I feel like Nicolas Cage really honed and found his role within Johnny Blaze. Being the Ghost Rider. That's what he was. Who? Like, see, I was about to think, um, trying to think of someone, like, if I got to choose who Nick could play in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. What about DC? Because, you know, you say yourself that he he has a very specific kind of. If he didn't need to be British, I would put him as John Constantine. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have him play British. Just Just, Nick be Nick. Yeah, because Nick is Nick. Like, there is no way that Nick can be really anything other than Nicolas Cage. He can can focus his frenzy a little bit one way or his... You can push him in different directions. But most of the time, it's him. Adaptation is a fantastic film by Spike Jones. Anyway, (laughs) it's got Nicolas Cage in it. He's fantastic. He's good at this, man. He's like, ooh, and I get stuck in his head for a minute. Like, oh, we're on tumble cycle. Yeah. Let's go. Anyway. Uh, what, what I was saying was. Well, uh, you know that Constantine's coming up again, right? I'm, I'm, I'm diverging. And guess who's playing you're diverging. Guess who's playing him? Nick Cage. No. Well, I'm sad now. Nick Cage, you should have no. this. Who do you think? Who's hot right now? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is well, he's reprising his role. He's reprising his role as Constantine. That's what that's the word on the street. But see now, if he goes into Marvel, if he goes into Marvel, he can do both. He's he's uh, Keanu Reeves. He is Keanu Reeves. He could have killed Thanos with the pencil, right? Yeah, with a pencil. With a pencil. Yes, <laughs> that was a pregnant pause that you gave right there. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but honestly, there was an artist that came along in, in the early 2000s that changed Iron Man as far as the comic oh, books yes, were Iron concerned. Man. Yeah. yeah, that's what we were doing. Oh, oh. Nicholas Cage's Iron Man would be good. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really agree. Um, I feel like it'd be interesting. It'd be he interesting. would have been a cool Justin Hammer to be versus Tony Stark. Had it not been Sam Rockwell, who yeah, did a great yeah, job, he did a great job. Yeah, he did. I, like I feel Sam sorry Rockwell. that he didn't. Have you come seen up his end. movie Moon? It's fantastic. It is. Fantastic. He's also. I have it. Though. 
you should see it. It's hard sci-fi. It's great. Also, he is in uh, Galaxy Quest, which is also fantastic for different reasons. That was a good movie. Yes. The one with Tim Allen? It's perfectly paced. I loved it. Perfectly it paced. And with the late Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One oh, of this... really? Yeah. Huh. Anywho. Iron Man. Iron Man had a story come out called Extremis in the in the two thousands, right. and there was an artist named Adi Granoff that did the artwork from cover to back. I mean, he did everything in it. It's very well painted. That was painted. Oh yes, he's a he is an artist extraordinaire. Like his work with color, glare, shadows. It's like pre digital era. And I think that now they have him use some of the digital work because he did a lot of the the initial framework for building the look of Iron Man that we eventually got to see in 2008. I love the way they translated it on the screen. How did you feel? How did you feel when you first saw this? Will be what I want to I want to start probably trying to uh, laser focus you and. Get you mm-hmm. in it too. Um, so I'm going to start over here with uh, Sex Appeal, the Beardy McBeard Man. Um, how did you feel when you saw the first movie when he first comes out of the cave and you see the full Mark One cast iron Iron Man armor? I feel like the blowtorch, everything. Can we done. talk about my feelings? I want you to at least emote what you thought when you saw it. Did you like the appeal of it? The gritty I, realism I, I liked of it? it. Oh, yeah. I liked the gritty realism of it. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I liked I liked how weak it was and how strong it was. Yeah. Uh, I liked that it fell apart. It got the job done. It got the job done, then it was over. Uh, but in of itself, it was a huge leap in technology for uh, Tony. And it only happened due to the adversity of the situation. True. Uh and I, I like that you put it that way. And I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to take a pin. I'm going to stick it in that. And I'm going to come back and unpin that. How did you feel when he first came out of the cave? I was ungodly happy. Ah. Because, I mean, it's this character who I grew to love from the Captain America and the Avengers arcade game of old. Oh, so yeah, Sega yeah. Genesis. Way before Marvel vs. Capcom, too. Way before, yeah. But, I mean, I'm uh, always like a character... But just seeing him come out, it was great to see them pay a homage to the first appearance of Iron Man that tells the suspense. It's like you seeing him come out with the silver armor, you know, like just blasting away a terrorist and stuff. But yet it like it it looked like it, but it looked like a more realistic version of it. It had the spirit. Yeah. Of the original artwork, but it had this very neat design quality to it. Because one of the things, like even if a person's just going to wear pants, what are they going to do? They're going to put some sort of stitching in it, some lines in it, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, armor is kind of a fascinating thing to work with because you can put so many different panels or the welding points that they had on that armor. Uh, that was really Really cool. good for the artistic appeal. But I'm going to unpin this real quick. Now, I wanted to talk about the fact that they showed this adversity on this character, and that's how he reinvented himself. Because, again, like I said at the beginning, Robert Downey Jr. had all this adversity for himself. And I feel like watching the movie, because my mom used to love Robert Downey Jr. She watched him on, uh, there was this show on TV with Callista Flockhart, where they were all lawyers. It was kind of funny. Hold on, I got this. We know that was Ali McBeal. And he was one of her love interests on it. She what, really? Loved, he was on that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Before, yeah, no before idea. John Bon Jovi was her love interest, there was Robert Downey Jr. He did episodes where he would sing, play piano. It was amazing. And Ma would always call me in and be like, check out this guy. And I'm like, I've seen him in stuff like Weird Science. You know, as a kid, he was the oh, bully yeah. in Weird Science. So I was like, I know who he is. But, yeah, he's the Alec McNeil love interest, and he did a great job. Let's look at this. But that was my knowledge of him, of course, what happens. He he had a little bit of a roller coaster moment and fell off the show. His name was Larry. But he fell off the show because... He's exactly the same. He had a personal moment. 
he had a little dip in his career at that moment because he was going through some some stuff. So when for me, when you see this character, Tony Stark at the beginning of the movie, I'm seeing Robert Downey Jr., this the drinking, the fun guy, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's who he is. He brings it to the role. I wonder if that was if he was cast, if that had anything to do with I think that he was born to yeah. play that role and it just so happened. Like John Favreau talked about it before and he was like, Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is mm-hmm. Tony Stark. There is no breaking or bending that. It's like instead of engineering, it it's acting. Yeah, it's acting, but I mean and like he had this potential but then he kind of floundered his talents with, you and know, he's the son of somebody who was also well renowned and and then appreciated in his field. Adversity, like he found his, and uh, then when he comes out, so when yeah. he's sitting there, that that when he's slamming the mallet against the the uh, the mask and he's making everything, and again when they they played that towards the end of our ten year experience with him, oh, uh, that yeah, so. to me is the moment where he became. Iron Man. So when he steps out of that cave and he starts blasting away, fire that way, launch this missile over at you, that's the moment when Robert Downey Jr. truly came into his own. That's when he let us know that he was about to carry the weight of this new thing that we were yeah, about it was to a all heavy fall weight in love he was with. carrying too. It was. It's iron. Well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was literally a heavy weight. Um, but yeah. for him taking on the load of this MCU business right from the get-go, and then how much work he did in talking to the actors, getting people to sign on, getting people to stay on, making sure that things were staying on track. He was very involved, like almost as involved as, as Kevin Feige is. I mean, it's, Yeah, I have no idea how much he's involved. Uh, he's a big but he has, I mean, he's, he's had influence since Iron Man, because he yeah. was able to get in his contract like, that, uh, what was it, 1%, 2% like a, of everything that was made from Iron Man, right? Something like that. There's some, like, fraction of the uh, profit. Goes to what? Yeah. To his pocket. To his pocket? Yeah. Do you, well, you know, you know have you seen some of the things that he's done with his pocket? Do you know how much pocket? money he made? Oh, he's, he's good. He's wealthy. He actually War. probably has Iron Man. He might actually. I'm sure he does. He built it. Yeah. Like he's like, go ahead, build me one. I would. I would do that. I would have had all of them made. But for I think him it was like um, set there for just Infinity War, uh, the one movie. It was like seventy million dollars. Right. So two percent of that. No, he no. He got two percent of like I guess the uh, the gross profit or the net profit of Infinity War, which was a billion plus. Hey, you know what? So he gets. A tiny fraction of a billion, and so a billion's like a thousand million. So he gets like you know a large. You're confusing me with them. Okay, <laughs> throwing me off. Anyway, like he's the highest paid actor in history now. Yeah, yeah right now because That's of that day that he came out of the cave. Because of the day That's he came out of the saying. cave. Because exactly. of when he became Iron. Now, for me, one of the biggest moments too of that whole movie because you see him come home. Mm-hmm. Does all the test work with the armor and everything, and of course the funny scenes where he flies into the wall and the the, the robot mm. arm is going to spray him with the fire extinguisher every single time. I do like their patience with Iron Man. They, they don't just make him able to do everything. He's always kind of experimenting. He's growing and adapting. Yeah, and the character has been growing and adapting this whole time. Right, because if you think about it, he's got a huge arc over ten years. Huge stories. Yeah. Every time that you think something was, like, resolved, so even when you're sitting there and you think to yourself, well, uh, Iron Man, so by the end of it, well, he accepts who he is. That's kind of like a mini arc. Yeah. You know, he has a huge little mini arc in that first movie. Well, well but then let's think about... He accepts about responsibility. Yeah. You know, for, like, you know, being a part of, you know... Making weapons that are killing innocent people. Yeah. Um, oh, we have. Oh, we have a question. No, it's you were talking about how much Robert Downey Jr. made. Oh yeah. Uh, for the we first Iron Man, it was five hundred thousand dollars. For uh, hey, was no, that makes sense. Uh, I'm not gonna read this whole paragraph, but for Avengers Endgame, he made seventy-five million. Seventy-five million. So. Now, if he's invested and has a good profile, um, he took a little bit of a pickup for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Only made ten million for his 
for his like <laughs> three minutes. minutes. Yeah, I mean, was <laughs> headshot really? Yeah, he had, was he, he had like he, had he just went to the studio for one day for that. He could have won easily, easily. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's when the goal. Paltrow doesn't even remember working on that movie. Was she in that movie? Yeah. Oh, at the end. Yeah. 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 She, she met Tom Holland. And Tom that's Holland when she was... came. Kind of. She came back. Mm-hmm. I thought she was gone forever. Like she wasn't going to show. Up. And I'm so happy she came back because when Paltrow is as big a part of it as Robert Downey Jr. for me. She's his Absolutely. pepper pots. That's his heart. That's his soul. Yeah, She's like the proof that he has a heart. Yeah. I like her in the movies. I love her. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not. I'm not saying like, oh, I've always been just in love with Gwyneth Paltrow. It's just like her, the pepper pots role. What that balances for the character of the Tony Stark role. Being a little bit of a braggadocio person myself, and a Tony. It's like, when do I get to meet my own Virginia Pepper Potts? And I think I have in my own life. I think I have. Somebody that balances me pretty well. She's very calm, demure, emotional. I'm loud. Got a lot of bravado. There's balance there for me. But I had to have her towards the end of the whole 10-year experience. To have Pepper Potts come back. To have her show up as in the rescue armor. There's nothing better than that. Dude, that was so cool. I lo- ah, I was geeking out when she came out in the rescue home. I was like, finally. Super geek mode, right? Yeah, I know. It's because like at the uh, Iron Man 3, when she had like the nanites and stuff like that. Yeah, and she just put on the... the I like when she put on the one arm and did mm-hmm. like the, the cool battle scene at the end. Kicked the, the crud out of the bad guy. Yeah. Basically I, won the day. Yeah. yeah well, she that did. was very neat. But... Her full evolution and rescue—that was what did it, dude. I know. I know. And speaking oh, of armors, so is she going to continue in that role? I don't think so. I think probably that, not. I honestly believe that she'll continue to be mentioned, but I think that a an adult Morgan Stark wearing that armor, calling herself Ironheart, is more likely going to be the result. Um, That's a ways off, though. It it could be. Or Unless it they flash be. forward. I mean, obviously, we've played with time. Yeah. They're already in our future when they've existed in our current for almost 10 years. What are the new movies? They're in 2025. Yeah. Oh, no. The, the new movies? We're yeah. scheduled a year out now. Next year. Next yeah. year. Yeah. It's going to be Black Widow and They're May. right back on track. And then Eternals, I believe, is in November. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, who's in that? I believe that they've mentioned Keanu Reeves might be rumored to be in the Keanu Eternals. Reeves is in that, and he's going to be John Cruz. Angelina Jolene's in that. And John Wick. And he's um, the Silver Surfer in my mind. That and Bill from Bill and Ted. Yeah, Marie. no, Keanu Reeves really does need to be the Silver Surfer. Though. Oh man, yeah. and Lawrence perfect. Fishburne really needs to be the Galactus. Oh, There's God. no way around that. And whoever doesn't get that done is failing us. But speaking of armors of Iron Man and and how much we really enjoy the different armors that he gets to wear in each. Uh, mode of each movie and you know generally beginning they had three armors per movie and then of course we got Iron Man 3 with like 300 armors that showed up mm-hmm. um, as a kid growing up I know that you're a huge fan and like you mentioned before that you were a big fan of him what was one of your favorite armors that they ever had in, in the runs uh, the, the comics or the cartoon or the, the movies and one of my favorites uh, had to be the Silver Centurion armor. Yeah. One that's uh, silver and red. Definitely. It's just, it's just one of the striking images to me. I mean, I have the Toy Biz figure still. Hasbro. The jetpack. Yeah. Hasbro, where is it? Hasbro really does need to step on some of yeah. their Iron Man stuff. Definitely. That's like, we need to see more of the suits. Like maybe release like a three pack or something, like a hall of armor. Now, how did you feel about the Silver Centurion when you saw him in Iron Man Three? I thought that it was, was fleeting. But yeah, that's. I thought it was great that they did an homage to that because they were originally calling the uh, I think it was the Mark Five suit. Oh, the suitcase armor. Yeah, suitcase armor was more like the Silver Centurion at right. first, and I was like, "This is so cool!" And then. Iron Man 3 comes out and it's like, oh no, this is a That's legitimate. Suit. That was legitimate. I was like, oh my god. But like I do cool. dig the suitcase armor because honestly, that's the 1990s. Again, mm-hmm. talking about that animated series, he would open up the briefcase, put on put on the armor and it would just like all work together and everything. Um, 
which of course was a throwback to the original comic books. He would carry around the armor plating mm-hmm. and have to put it on. But he's I remember he had like breastplate. Well, the breastplate was always on. He had like um, a suitcase, oh, like yeah. just like a regular looking suitcase. regular briefcase. You yeah. open it up, and here's just the different plates and stuff. It's yeah. kind of silly when you think about it. And then it would just like connect yeah. together or whatever. Just like yeah, it would take him a second. Hold on, villain. You know, like I got put my armor on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually bring that up in Extremist that Comic. I was talking about that. That was one of the biggest things. He was like, I do need like thirty minutes to try. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's like you go. Um, There's prep co- time. Cosplay like at uh, San Diego Comic Con. You're in full Iron Man armor. Do you know how long it takes to get in one of those suits? I like, always kind of wondered because I took a picture with a guy that actually had minutes. the whole thing on, and I was like, "How long does it take you to whiz?" I assume they have a hatch. I kind of assumed he just had a... Or they have like a little a bag. bag. Like, bag or yeah. something no, like that. No, you know, can, can you just, imagine that popping at the con? Yeah, yeah, yeah you just went I mean, hey, Iron Man 2, where do you go? I go in the suit. You just have a catheter running yeah. like the back. So and for a purifier, I could yeah. drink this. Yeah, be like, ooh, it's like <laughs> a... This dude? Still suit. I could be stuck in the desert for days. I'm fine. Iron Man still suit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can see it. But yeah, there's um there's a YouTube channel I follow, uh, Corridor Crew. Uh, they're blowing up right now. But uh, yeah, they uh, had a short little video of a guy like order his uh, Iron Man armor and try it on. It took him like thirty minutes to get into it. It and takes time. It's like it looked all right, uh, but it didn't look perfect. Like, right. I don't know how they did it. Duct tape. Duct tape. Colored duct tape. If you give me red duct tape, I can make Iron Man. Pretty sure. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Um, now, I think they three D printed. How did you feel about some of the certain armors? Was there a favorite that you had from watching the movies, um, artistically speaking? I, I want to say I'm a big fan of kind of the like original look, right? Like the gold and red. And so, in the last movie, it made, it made an appearance, and that's. Is is a movie version of that, right? Uh, but that's what I liked. I liked it. Um, I will say, I <clears throat> when you guys were talking about uh, all the Iron Suits and Iron Man Three, I was devastated when he destroyed them all. Like, yeah, that hurt oh, me. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. That's like telling your girlfriend, like, I love you. I'm going to get married to you. I'll get rid of my toy collection. I don't know. It was. Don't but, ever yeah, ask that... me to do that, Pepper. <laughs> um, I've got to say though, for me. Biggest moment of all time, whether I was watching the animated series or I was watching the movies, or if I had to go out and get the collectible for it, which I will never destroy for anyone. Um, Hulkbuster. Okay. The Hulkbuster armor is just the epitome of awesome. Dude. It's huge. Yeah. It's imposing. It's got different facets to it that can all work and it's designed to go against the strongest one there is and beat them so then therefore doesn't that mean that tony's brain is the strongest one there is it's the biggest muscle it's the biggest muscle Mm -hmm. he beat bruce banner into submission even in his full green rage state you know um there's a video online uh where thor conflates muscles uh, brains. Oh, like, I love that. Brain, yeah, brain. brain. I've got more brains than you do. They're all <laughs> muscles. Yeah, yeah. That's when he was living with uh, his roommate yeah, in uh, Australia. I don't, I don't know. It was funny though. It was hilarious getting ready for Thor Ragnarok to come out when they did that. Oh, it was a perfect setup to that movie. But definitely in Age of Ultron, when you see Iron Man land and he knows that Hulk's going crazy, he knows he's got to ground everything, and he's just like. All right, do it. Send me in, um, what do they call it, Veronica? Because <laughs> the two yes. weaknesses that Bruce Banner has is Betty and Veronica. It's an Archie and Jughead reference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because so, there's Betty Ross, his girl that yeah. you know, uh, he was always in love with, and then he helped build Veronica, which would be the second weakness, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Hulkbuster, Hulkbuster coming out. And so as these armor planes are smacking on and forming and then all of a sudden you see like the Iron Man head get armored again and it was like oh that's so cool did they ever mention Betty at all no because we don't need to not even her father who's in the movies too mentions her I think she just ran away and joined the circus dude yeah that's really weird that they did that 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I don't either. That's. But then they gave us the Black Widow Holt relationship, so we got over I, it. I guess that's why they did that. We just kind of got over Betty not being there. Well, I think people just. We have to cast her, and then we have to give her a reason to be there. I wanted to see more Liv Tyler as Betty, though. I think a lot of people who watch these movies don't care. We don't even have Doc Samson. I think that they they see the Hulk, the Marvel Cinematic Hulk, and they don't even think Betty. Yeah, they don't even think about her. They don't even think about those other two movies. I think most people now, your, your avid moviegoers, obviously start to think, Hulk, oh, he's in The Black Widow. Yeah, that's what they, they don't mean. think about yeah. anything. Is yeah. that is that at all in the comic book? I don't no. know. <laughs> yeah, no. It was always Betty. Yeah, I saw you do a quick run through all of your comic novels. Yeah, I went. I went back through all the series. I was trying to think of all the ones that they've done. I mean, there's this one girl who was the ex-wife of Emil Blonsky. He dated her during this <laughs> series. Where, as it began, he he's like memory wiped, he's on the run. It's a really good series. Uh, I'm trying to think what it was originally called. It ended in big time. I remember that. And that's when Iron Man had to take Hulk down. And it was right before it led into Planet Hulk, where they had to launch him off the planet. Mm-hmm. And, the Illuminati. Right. But so it was right before that. That's when he had a different look. It was interest. a great run. Which they can't do that now. But Betty was a big deal in it. Um, and this this girl who was the former wife of Emil Blonsky. But you don't know that. You just know that she's seducing Bruce Banner the whole time. And then all of a sudden, her abusive ex-husband shows up. And he's a big green lizard guy. The abomination, and so then he starts smashing things around, smacking her around, and then Bruce Banner shows up. Bruce Banner yeah, yeah. shows up. He says, I'm going to have to ask you to clean up your mess. And this big monster turns around looking at this little skinny guy. He's like, yeah. he goes to hit him, and his fist stops against Bruce Banner's face. Eyes glowing green. He's like, oh, I've learned how to control it since then. And then he goes <laughs> into a full Hulk punch. Oh, wow. It was one of the coolest comics I'd ever read. <laughs> That was back in like '03, but whatevs. That was great, but Betty was a big deal. She doesn't matter in the movies though, yeah, at all. Obviously, the Abomination didn't matter too much in the movies either, other than the fact that we got to see. The Wait, Hulk that one's stop. not even like canon, is it? It is canon. It is okay. That the Incredible one. Hulk is canon. Yeah, but the one before it isn't. No, the Hulk, the Angry no. Hulk, 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 doesn't count. The Hulk? No, it does not no. count. Crouching okay. Tiger, Hidden Hulk, does not. No. Count. <laughs> yeah, okay. there are. Obviously, you can get on YouTube and find people who are going to argue against my point and Ronnie's point that that Hulk does not count. They'll try to tell you that it does matter. But no, the wacky inflatable Hulk does not count. It doesn't count. It never will count. Did you see Robert Downey Jr. at the end of that movie? No, you didn't. Wait, is he in The Incredible Hulk? Yeah, he shows up at the end of Top to Thunderbolt Ross. He's like, we got this thing going on. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Wow. He's the he's the connective tissue. Everybody says it's Nick Fury, but to me, I think Iron Man really is the connective tissue of everything. Well, it's like, oh well, Nick Fury showed up to tell Iron Man what was going. Well, on. he got the ball rolling. Oh sure, but, but guess who else was in Iron Man's movie? Iron Man. That's the connective tissue. It's Tony Stark. It's RDJ. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, I don't know if you. Uh, I never heard of this, but it was a few years back. There was this kid, and I don't, I don't remember specifically in the story if the kid was born with a defect, uh, uh, the arm wouldn't mature or grow correctly, or if it was mm-hmm. an accident that had his arm amputated. But this kid's waiting for a bionic arm, like so they've got this arm they can attach to him, and he can control it. With I don't know if it's like certain. A scientist figure. There's lots of different ways you can do this. I could run down them all for you. No, the, whoever it was that did it, he was a real doctor, and he figured it out. Okay. So you could do it I'm like okay this. with that. The muscle sensors yeah, or a brain mus- chip? Yeah, I brain don't chip. know. You have to do uh, brain But chip. he's getting his, his arm that day. So, of course, kid's sitting there, yeah, and yeah. he's just got a little... Yeah, he knows he's getting an arm. He knows he's getting an arm. And then Robert Downey Jr. comes to the room and sits next to him. He says, you know who I am? He's like, yeah, you're Robert Downey Jr. He's like, oh, you, you really know who I am. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, 
but he's he's going for the whole Tony Stark thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, how old is this kid? This kid's like ten, okay. ten or eleven, I would say. He's in that age frame. Um, but they bring in this suitcase, like one of the actual like military grade. I've got something cool inside this case. You open it up, dark and like, smoke comes up on the top yeah, of it, cool. and then as they open it, it's an Iron Man arm. So his bionic arm was an Iron Man arm cool. that got given to him by Robert Downey Jr. By Iron Man. By Iron Man. So, cool. so freaking cool. I was ready to chop off my own arm that day. Yeah. But I don't think my GoFundMe account on giving me a new arm would ever get me enough. You got to do Indiegogo. Is that how I... Well, like if you don't meet your uh, goal, you still get to keep that money. Right. So I just on, don't on, think on that anybody would really contribute money. Well, maybe there are sick people out there that would contribute money just to see me cut my own Yeah, yeah. I'm sure oh, like a lot right. of people would. Oh, but yeah. Other they than actually, that. See, Kickstarter would take that stuff down. Indiegogo would probably keep that up and egg you on. Yeah? yeah. They'd be like, oh, yeah, cut your arm off, Cut dude. your arm off. Do they, it. We make money, too. My ex-wife probably would, like, maybe. donate tons of money. She's like, he's been talking about this for years. What? I you might know, as well just, see him finally do it. You want to cut uh, no, below? No, here. No, you need yeah, an elbow. No, no. I don't, no. I'm arm. And then if I make a phone call, I want to be able to do this, and it's a working phone. And if I go to if I go to do this, watch out. Because yeah. that, you don't want or, that. Or this. Well, I could do that, but I mean, I just think hand symbols are funnier. Okay. And if I say I love you, PG-13. Anyway, um, I'm not going to go 1980s PG-13 on you. Um, but relatively speaking, I really do think out of, out of the whole series, out of what Iron Man is, what he's evolved into, even from, and this is for the true believers out there, when Stan Lee invented the idea of Iron Man, he'd actually done so with a challenge to himself. He said, and that you got to remember, this is during the 70s, 60s and 70s, when they got this character to come out, a billionaire weapons designer in the middle of, like, hippie oh, yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stan Lee challenged himself. He said he wanted to make a character that everybody should hate. Should hate. But love. So, like, he wanted to write it so well and make it so good that everybody loved him. Even all the hippies were like, I totally dig this billionaire business dude <laughs> that's killing everybody with his weapons. They loved it. Everybody loved it. So for those true believers out there, that's your little tidbit of fact, is that Stanley designed Robert Downey Jr. He designed Robert Downey Jr. He designed Iron Man. He designed Tony Stark to be hated and then figure out a way through story to make people love him. Well, that's why he's so like real and endearing. Uh, he's a, he's, That's why he's so faulted. Yeah, yeah. Almost all these other heroes have like minimal faults. Captain America. Captain America has. I mean, he's got like a tragic story, but other than yeah. that, just, where's his I fault? Think there's some unrelatable faults. Superman? Like, what's his fault? Yeah. Kryptonite. Even Bruce Banner's. Kryptonite. Yeah. That's it. That's all he's got. It's not a personality flaw. Yeah. You don't see Superman like, oh, Lewis is really giving me a headache today. I'm going to drink this. He's not out. doing it to himself. Tony Stark was doing it, doing to, it to himself. himself. He's his own inner demon. Yeah. He's his own demon in a bottle. Read that one. You'd love that Very one. Very good. But through all of those things, and that's that's what he obviously, Robert Downey Jr., became Iron Man, in my opinion. Um, getting well, he was swapped designed up. He was designed by Stan, Stan Lee, Lee yeah. and Walt Disney. Stan Lee and Walt Disney actually got together. They were going to do this merger years and years ago, but they decided to wait until after they were both out of the way. Like they wanted to step off the stage so that nobody thought they had manipulated the whole thing to take over the world. I'm going to stop because there's actually probably a conspiracy theorists <laughs> out there right yeah. now that's like, oh, he figured it out. Yeah, you're gonna get shot. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna need you to keep your eye on him for me. I don't want to get shanked. Um, oh, see. You see what I did yeah, there? Yeah. But Robert Downey Jr. truly became Iron Man. He truly made this whole thing what it is. And in all of these years that we've had. What I think I've picked up the most from it, even from the moment in Infinity War where you see him going up against Thanos 
and he's wounded. Um, and at the end of it, when he's sitting there and, and he's, he's contemplating the loss, you know, so he's on the planet of Titan and he's sitting there and he's holding his face and he's contemplating the loss and we're supposed to know that he's mortally wounded mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot to do about it. He's stuck in the middle of nowhere. They've lost. The Avengers are done, right? All the way through that and even into Endgame when you get the full culmination of 10 years of story arcs and like you said a huge overarching full of mini arc story arcs for this one character but for me in that moment when Thanos thinks he's won he thinks he's got the whole gauntlet again and then right before him right after Doctor Strange holds up that one finger right before him you see Tony sitting there and he's got all of the stones and in that moment (laughs) at least it's not me (laughs) wait is it where is it Um, but in that moment when he does that and he he pulls pulls the gauntlet together and he goes I am Iron Man and he snaps and that's well knowing what would happen to him oh of course he knew he's smart enough to know I'm sure there was a little bit of his mind where he was like, I party hard. Strange, this. of course, knew too, and like, well, you know, that's how it is. Yeah, was. I'm okay with sacrificing him. Yeah. That's totally well, Doctor Strange's that kind way. of like, you know, doctors. Maybe he knows that he'll come back at some point. Maybe. Yeah, he's seen all the different iterations. So we have a question from the Aether, um, from the outside world. Who is more intelligent than Iron Man or Batman? No, who is more intelligent out of the two? Oh, who is more intelligent out of the two? Oh, I think they have different Iron levels Man. of no, expertise. No, that's just, no. Batman's psychotic. Batman strategy. Batman has better strategy. That wasn't an option. Batman. And it would definitely be his daughter, Valeria Richards, that's actually the smartest. So, daughter. like, so there's different kinds of intelligence, you know, like, you can't really, like... Yeah, but raw, it's, quantifiable intelligence, Tony Stark. If we're going off brains, Tony Stark. You might say Tony Stark. If we're going off Kung Fu, Bruce Wayne. But then Tony Stark could just learn. Cool. He's not Keanu Reeves. He is not that cool. He doesn't know how to just download Kung Fu. Although he could just create the invention that allows him to download. He's actually the reason why there's robots in the Matrix. Well, you know, it's like it can also be argued uh, as like it just depends on really like what smarts we're talking about and stuff like that. I don't think it does. Inventing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, Batman has book smarts. I, I think it's Batman. I don't think so. I, he has strategic intelligence. Well, I mean, he took down the Justice League by himself. Like, he knew all their weaknesses and stuff like that and had a backups, but that's just because he has a backup plan for a backup plan for another backup plan. But even then, let's go back to how foresighted Tony Stark was when he collected the hair of the Odin son from his house... Mm-hmm. After his first meeting with him, and kept it until years later in the Civil War story arc, mm-hmm. when Iron Man and Captain America are going toe to toe, who comes out to help aid Iron Man but a cloned Thor? Yeah, I mean, that's... like that's strategy that's years in advance. Like Batman never cloned Superman. He never he made Bizarre. It's because it's wrong. He didn't have to do that. That's why. He had kryptonite. But he there is kryptonite. no kryptonite for certain characters. Batman would never no, but he had create life just as a, you know. But he for his own he would. For his own. He so would. Nah, yeah. There's totally story arcs where he reclones himself every what? 150 years so that Batman can live what? forever. Yeah. It, is, that, is that canon? It's canon. Like what? Really? It's it, totally it's canon. It's gotten really crazy lately. It's really hard to keep up with So, Batman like, I'm going for Batman. Batman is one of those characters ago. that has the super ability that Superman also has, which is Rider. It's the Rider power. Rider. So, can Superman move a planet? I don't know. But if this Rider says he can move a planet, he can. Um, I think can Superman talking? fly backwards yeah. around the planet enough to change time? We're going to have to quantify these characters before comparing them. I say the raw ability of Batman, if you put him in the real world, A, he's got some sort of mental disorder where he cannot stop. He doesn't sleep. 
He, gets he barely eats. And he has, yet look has at him. He totally eats. He gets three thousand no, calories a the day. The only person that makes him eats Alfred Pennyworth. And so he, he barely yeah. eats. He barely sleeps. He's constantly thinking, and yet he only gets the grizzly face every once in a while, and he shaves. So Alfred makes him shave, or <laughs> makes him sit down so he can shave him. Like basically, Alfred is everything that Bruce Wayne needs to be a human. You can see that. But his brain can only focus on what kung fu do I need to learn next? What deadly move is coming up next? What is the Joker doing? So he's only ever thinking about that stuff. But if he doesn't have Alfred, he is disabled. Completely disabled. If you remove a Robin or an Alfred, Batman, Bruce Wayne loses. Now, what if you remove a Pepper? If you remove a Pepper, but Pepper wasn't really as much a staple for Tony Stark in the comics as, as she was in the movies. But even if you did remove her, what's he going to do? He's going to drunkenly blast <laughs> you away. Like, he's just going to drink a little vodka, clear in the morning, brown in the evening, you know, vodka to your whiskey. I don't think I'm going to have to do this it. argument. I'm just saying, he's going to get drunk, he's going to blast Batman away. But Batman has... Uh, but we're talking about intelligence... Even drunk, Iron Man's good. Okay, he's on track. So, Bruce Wayne is playing Tony Stark in a game of chess. And that's all they're doing. Who will win? I think Batman will win that one. That's just because he's always obsessing about strategy and moves and stuff like that. But it wouldn't be hands down. It'd be really close. I'd have to say Queen's Gambit for Iron And, of course, you know what John's going to say? Tiebreaker. Victor Von Doom wins. I don't know. They didn't even know they were playing Chinese checkers with him. It was a three-way chess game. Now, Doom just walks up and shoots them both in the head. (laughs) He just shows up, kills them both. He's like, I distracted them with the chess board. The chess game. I made them fight. Doom wins. That's a good good place. I think that was a good question, though. Yeah. That was a good question. That that really does take you certain places with it to try and think about the differences in their intelligence. Also, the way they go about... I think that Iron Man and most of Marvel is kept more realistic, it's kept more balanced, and it's kept more capable of understanding, whereas DC has the ability of saying, who is Batman? He is a demon bat god. When did that happen? Well, it happened after he traveled through time and existed in every single history there is. Oh, so I'm not what about his future? I'm not including are we talking about Terry McGinnis or are we talking about all the clones of Bruce Wayne that exist in the future? Wait, how uh-huh. much is going to happen yeah. with this guy? My Batman exists like from 1990 down. I think that my Batman, if if you if you really put it into a format that made sense, Batman only lives eight to ten years after oh, yeah. announcing he's Batman. Yeah, it's like uh, five, ten years. He comes out and he's like, I'm Batman. And then... Well, like, a Chris Nolan's movie, like, kind of played into that. It really showed what would like, happen. Because, like, yeah, someone going at it, like, at that level. Because if he was so tactically smart, he'd build a suit of armor. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Tony started smarter. And did he Batman use it all the time? No. Well, it's like it showed, like, um... Because he was crippled at the beginning of that movie. And well, he, Batman v Superman, like he had, he had not, not the face and armor, not that armor. I'm talking about like the regular suit was had armor under. Nano match that's supposed to be. It's not like um, totally would have worked if he had had like an actual Iron Man suit. That would he should have called Tony Stark to have him build a suit for him since he's so much smarter. Also, the reason why Iron Man wins is because who has played Iron Man? How many actors? One. One actor. That's all it took. He was that good at it. Out of all the Keatons and Kilmers and Clooney's and Paxons, Flex, (laughs) and Flex, nobody can ever be Batman because everybody has a different idea of what Batman Mm -hmm. is. But Iron Man is the epitome of, in my opinion, in my opinion, this is what Iron Man is. Iron Man is now an ideal. It's the ideal that if you commit yourself to something 
for 10 years, just for 10 years, you can not only change your own life, you can manifest a new destiny for yourself. You can create a new world that reaches out to so many people that can touch so many different people, can prove to all of us, hey, we have hearts too. We, we see these things. We grow with these things. It influences the way that we make decisions in our lives. We can reflect upon those decisions that he's made in those movies, the drunken binge of Iron Man 2, or blowing up his collection for the woman he loves in Iron Man 3, to having his bro fights with his best friend in, in multiple Avengers movies. But if you commit yourself to an idea for just 10 years, you can just change. Just 10 years. Just 10 years. Ten Think about how many years. 10 years you've had. You've had at least four 10 yeah. years. Yeah, I was starting the first 10. You get most of the stuff done. I think the first 10, you're too distracted by, you know, developing a brain. The second 10. The second 10, you're way too distracted by the opposite the, sex The first alcohol. 20 years are the longest 20 I years. say the third 10 years is where you can actually do something with yourself. But you have to devote yourself. So that, that way, by the time you're like 45... It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah, you might as well give up. Don't listen to Doom. <laughs> Don't Do listen. Not. Listen to Tony. Devote yourself for 10 years to something. You can change your life. You can change your friends' lives. You can change the course of the world sometimes in these situations. Because think about how many people on this planet have been touched by the Marvel Cinematic Universe, by Robert Downey Jr.'s performance as Iron Man, and by the wonderful mythology that we've created for our modern era, our current gods, or our current heroes and hero arcs. And that's what I think really matters. These guys that put forth this idea, they stuck to it, they devoted themselves to it, and through that they gained a new sense of notoriety, of newfound dignity, of honor for themselves. And we can all do that. I think that's the goal that Stanley originally had for all the true believers out there when he started writing these stories, all of these things for people. You can do anything. You just have to think about how you're going to do it. You have to devote yourself. To ten it. years, though. Just ten years. And it's never too late. What's important is that just you make start. It yeah, and you get back up. You start. You do it now. Can we change it to two years? No, because in two years, you're getting nothing You done. can do a lot in two years. You'll progress to at least a new stage, but that's just yeah. a mini arc of who John McClay is. We're talking about the It's a, it's a series of mini arcs. It's We're talking about the overall. Series of it's mini steps. later. Yeah. We'll see you in ten years. Two years. When I'm 45, yeah. and you're That's ten old, years. How old are you? I'm 35, so in ten years, I'll be 45. So when I'm 45... I'm way old. And you're like 50 crap. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years is too long. Yeah. And we got you in those cane and, and walking boots. And, I'm already and, in the cane and walking But boots. it's okay. In that time, I'll look at you and I'll say, what have you done? And I'll you'll be like, be like I, I, I kind of forgot to devote myself was, to anything. I was like, I heard 10 years. I'm like, I'm that's too long. And, and I'm then sitting I was like, there in a mech suit. No. And I'm a billionaire. And it's like... Oh, if you're a billionaire, then like... Oh, I'll still just pay you to be around. Yeah, I'll, I'll be around. You'll just be there. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll pay both of you just to yeah. be there. Yeah, I'll do that too. Like, years. on my porch, this will be the way my front porch looks. There will be cheesecake. Yeah, I'll And there will be cheesecake. He'll make the cheesecake. Private there gym. There will be drawings, because you will just yeah, sit there and draw all day. I can do that. That's all I, I can do. I can do that for 10 years. Now... Speaking of what some people devoted themselves to and in changing uh, a whole idea of things, next week when you come back, I want to talk, or in two weeks, sorry, next episode when you come back to join us again, I want to talk about indie comics, independent comics. And one of the biggest, most renowned independent comics that came out was Image, in my opinion. Image Comics, led by one of their most notable characters, most widely recognized characters, which would be Spawn, created by Todd McFarlane. Yes. So I want to talk about that next week, and we will see you then at the same general time frame of Turn the Page on the same general channel. Thank you, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your grandmother, and force all your friends to watch. Join us next time.